What's up guys? My name is Desiree and I'm currently on the ASPB program board. I want to start off by saying that I absolutely loved being on program board and I recommend you all to sign up to be on board if you want a really fun experience with awesome, awesome people. Okay, for my last podcast, I'm going to talk about my favorite album of all time. I know it's a really, really big statement to make, but let's get into this. Okay, so today we're going to talk about the critically acclaimed beautiful magnificent album written about a toxic libra control since this 2017 album will never leave the minds of people who have listened to it and also mainstream media because you know if you go on twitter you search as all it's going to be on there is control the fact that she lies a lot which we love a lying queen um how she's a scorpio and how she used to be a gymnast so everything about her amazing so i don't know about you guys but this album genuinely changed who i am I think about these songs every day and listen to them probably every day. One song from Control was released in all of my playlists. So, before we get into the songs, which we will get into, and I will be rating them, but again, my humble opinion, don't come for me, don't come for me in the comments, um, but for us to understand how this album came to be about and what songs are about, we have to understand who SZA is. So SZA also known as Solana Imani Rowe, was born in St. Louis but grew up in New Jersey and was also raised Orthodox Muslim. Her father was an executive producer at CNN and her mother was an executive at AT AT&T. She attended Columbia High School, the same high school of Lauren Hill, which is pretty awesome, Um, and she really had a passion for marine biology and gymnastics, but she actually did really, really well in gymnastics. So SZA was actually ranked fifth in the U.S. uh, for the best gymnast when she was 15 or 16 years old she was a sophomore in high school um she eventually took a step back though after an injury and decided to focus on school so she went to college and studied marine biology this didn't last that long though she took um only two to three years in college and then she took a year off um and then she decided to focus on music so Sousa started getting really focused on her music in the early 2010s. She released two extended plays before signing with the hip-hop record label Top Dog Entertainment with a lot of you probably are familiar with because Kendrick's on there, Schoolboy Q, Isaiah Rashad, and a lot of other amazing artists. So through this label, she released C, her third EP, and her first retail release. So while SZA was writing her music and releasing, you know, Z, she's also writing for really famous singers, some you might know. So little, you know, underground artists like Beyonce and Rihanna and Nicki Minaj, she was writing verses, and she wrote Consideration, which is an amazing song off of Anti. SZA was also the one to convince Rihanna to cover New Person's Same Mistakes by Tame Paula, which already is an amazing song, but covered by Rihanna. Like, chefs kiss everyone. Um, so yeah, we could thank SZA for that. Yeah, so this is written for an amazing group of artists and also has done an amazing job, in my opinion. So we talked about her name, Solani Manero, but let's talk about what SZA stands for. So SZA is her stage name, and it's pronounced SZA, like scissor. It's an acronym of words from the Supreme Alphabet. So the Supreme Alphabet is a part of a philosophical system established by a former member of the Nation of Islam. So SZA is not the first um, R&B you know, singer artist that has used uh, the Supreme Alphabet for their stage name. RZA is also another artist who was a part of the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, and these letters all have different meanings within their stage name. So in SZA's case, S stands for Sovereign or Savior, Z stands for Zigzag, and A stands for Allah. So she said when, you know, picking her name, she wanted to pick things that, you know, meant the most to her and kind of represented her completely. So she chose S, Z, and A. 
So now that we have the origins of Sis's name covered, let's talk about how she actually started making Control. So the day before Control actually was released, she talked with her team about stepping away to a cottage in Michigan to record the album, wanting to be in nature, wanting to be in a really cute and airy environment to record her album. She said that she spent four years just doing music. She states, I've been burying my friends, burying family members, burying weight, the way I feel about myself, the way I feel about God, the way I process information. She says the album was inspired by her view of Control in her life. So in her 2019 article um, with Vulture, she says, I want to say probably my earliest breakup was her biggest inspiration since that's when your ass is softest. (laughs) You don't know what's going on. You don't know how to protect yourself. You're just a jelly shell, open and ready for love and feelings and to be played out. She says, I was too vulnerable. My first relationship fresh out of high school. I definitely thought that my boyfriend for sure, if definitely turned out not to be my boyfriend. I think a big reason why people love this album is because she's so... She's just incredibly vulnerable in every single song. She talks about how she's been cheated on, how she was a side chick at one point, or she wasn't even acknowledged as a side chick, how she wishes that her booty was big enough in um, Garden and just wishes that she was a different person. And I think that a lot of people relate to that because, you know, everybody's insecure. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to be in control of their life. Um, which is a big deal for her specifically, just being in control, but also learning to understand that you don't always have to be in control and that, you know, you've done as much as you can do as her mom says one track. And then when it's out of your hands, it's just out of your hands. Sizzle talks more about the relationship with the toxic ass Libra that inspired her to write this album. Also, disclaimer, I love Libras. So I haven't met a shitty Libra. I love, I love them a lot. So fingers crossed. Um, but she states, I was deeply alone with this boy. He said he loved me to me and would pretend to be in this whole other world when it was just me and him. He lived in a different life in the real world. That has taught me something crazy. I just couldn't believe it. Like, why would you hurt me? Or why would boys even want to do that? Why didn't you just tell me the truth or how you felt or that you were talking to everyone? This is another reason why I just love her. Like, it's on, it's honestly just wanting somebody to be real with you, to be honest with you and to love you for who you are. I think that's really, really evident in Supermodel and Normal Girl. She's kind of saying, you know, um, why can't I be happy just by myself in Supermodel? And then Normal Girl, she's saying, I want to be the person that, you know, you're proud of showing, you know, me off to, like your your parents, your friends. Like, I know them better than you. And she even says like, you know, this time next year, I'm going to live so good that I'm not going to remember your name. Like she's wanting more for herself and understanding that, you know, she deserves more. And that why is it so hard for men and people in general? I'm not just, just going to rule out men, even though, you know, we know, um, to be honest with their feelings and, you know, straight up just tell you what they want in any kind of relationship, just being honest and being vulnerable, which is a big part of this album too. Vulnerability is just a very big, um, central theme, you know, being open and raw and letting yourself lose control. So I wanted to mention just two more things that SZA says, you know, within the article. And then we're going to move on to rating the songs and why they're my favorites. So she says, but needing to be loved and what I'm singing about isn't about men. It's needing to be loved in general by myself, by friends. I know on Supermodel when I say I need you. I know that each time I said that I was saying something different. I was talking to someone different. I feel like there are mad mad people in my life that wonder if I need them. So I was kind of reassuring them that I do. I do need them. So Supermodel was just, it opens the album up to, you know, have a tone for the rest of the entire album. And it's just so beautiful. And I remember um, in an interview she had um, 
I think it might have been with ID. I'm not exactly sure. She talks about how one of her friends came in um, to their studio after learning guitar that day and only knew a couple chords. And he just kept playing the same chords over and over again. And says, I kind of thought, you know what? Like, that's actually really cool, you know, um, set of chords. Like, how about you do it for my album? And he's like, what? Like, I just learned guitar. <laughs> um, and those chords ended up opening Supermodel. So it's like, dun, dun, dun. Like, that whole, like, four chord progression, I believe, um, is all from, you know, him just learning that day so it's kind of like lagging a little bit which i also think just sounds really really cool um and just kind of says like you know she wants her friends on the album she wants to incorporate the people that she loves um and again this song kind of opens up the whole mood like i need you i um why can't i be alone by myself you know just she's saying that each um i need you is like for a different person like she's kind of saying like i can't do this by myself and that's okay like i need you guys to be in my life and tell me that i'm doing okay um and it's reassuring me and i'm also reassuring you that i need you you know it's kind of like a it's a symbiotic relationship you know you're like it's just wanting to be loved and also loving at the same time and even the music video for supermodel it's kind of like she's finding her true power she comes out in her you know huge heels and her big hair and her um her fluffy robe and just looks absolutely amazing and kind of realizes that at the end of the day you know all those people that you love um are going to be there for you but the only person you really really need is yourself SZA states, I've always had a weird issue with authority or opening up to people and being that way. It's not even just authority. It's friends, my family, my mom, and I never asked my mom for advice until about five years ago. I only just started talking to my mom about things that I cared about on a personal level. I don't know. Maybe I have an intimate. Intimate? Why can't I say intimacy? (laughs) Maybe I have intimacy issues or something. Okay. So this I also relate to a lot. It's just you know, putting walls up in yourself, in your mind, in your heart, because things have happened to you. Um, and I just think that's incredibly relatable. You know, as things happening, as you go through trauma, as you go through problems in your life, people that you love, you kind of, you know, close yourself off. You, you start developing, you know, trust issues. You start, you know, thinking that everybody hates you. That's just like a, that's just a little quirky me thing. Um, I don't know if everybody does that. But, um, you know, Susan kind of puts that in her songs too, like, am I good enough? Just constantly screaming at the top of her lungs, like, do you love me? Am I being annoying? Like, um, even in the good days, which isn't on this album, but she even says, like, I'm not trying to be a nuisance. It's just urgent, which is kind of like all of your feeling just feels so intense. And I completely relate to her in that way. I also want to talk about the role of her grandmother and her mom on the album. So SZA is constantly saying in multiple interviews that she loves them, you know, dearly um her grandma passed you know i think about two years ago um and her mom is still alive and she kind of says you know my mom got sick last year and i didn't figure that my mom wouldn't be alive forever or that my mom wouldn't be alive forever or that she could ever get sick she says my mom is literally bionic and all of a sudden she's getting radiation and trying to keep it from all of us downplaying everything it was very bizarre to think that this amazing person that is very convenient to be annoyed by might be gone very very soon the reevaluation is so ugly it's so violent it's aggressive now i'm obsessed with my mom i'm not even sure that it's all the way healthy because part of it's rooted in fear of losing her and part of it is rooted in admiration so her mom and her grandma just talk throughout the entire album um just you know saying kind of like if you lost control it's fine there's a part that her grandma said that i always quote where it's like they think you're stupid um and kind of saying like if you don't like me you don't have to talk to me kind of just giving her like a lot of advice that i think a lot of our parents are um 
grandparents or cousins or older brothers and sisters have given us kind of like other people have their own lives and you have your own too and when you have control of it great when you don't that's also fine you have to let things go um and I just it's insane even right now reading that whole like excerpt with her mom like she articulates things so well and I think that even me like getting a little (laughs) real here um like I love my mom and I always think that too like oh my god like I need to love her so much just in general because one day like she's not going to be here um and I think that when SZA talks about it it's so clear and it's so oh my god that's exactly what I was thinking but you know it's just so hard to articulate and she just has like such a talent for that um but yeah her mom is even featured in the music video for Garden and she kind of says like she's my inspiration for everything and um she is yeah when she says even when she says like she's convenient like to be annoyed by it's like oh that's your mom like oh she's annoying me whatever but it's like no you have to realize that you know these people in our lives aren't going to be there forever so genuinely care for them and like live in the moment and love them as much as you can okay so finally last but not least we have moved on to rating each song from the album so this like i know this feels like a very very risky move um and I just want to, you know, talk about how it's the perfect blend of, like, R&B and neo-soul and the slow-paced, dreamy vibes, each track embodies, um, within its own lyrically fresh and unique way, all really complement, like, SZA's amazing and beautifully just, you know, tragic vocals. Like, it's just so amazing. And I think that the album genuinely, like, from the beginning of the podcast, like I said, my favorite album of all time. Like, I, I genuinely can't, I love so many like different artists and their albums as well but this one just made an impact maybe it's because high school i was going through it but like it's just so amazing and SZA's pulling a rihanna because she hasn't dropped since this out of as she dropped one of the most greatest albums of her entire career um and hasn't dropped since she says that this year is going to be a SZA summer let's see because my baby likes to lie so we will see um but again risky ass move nevertheless i'm gonna be raking ranking each song from not not worst to best it's more like the ones i connected to the least and then the ones that i connected to the most or or not not even that the ones actually no let's put it that way let's put it that way um because they're all amazing there's not one bad song on this album she she net she didn't miss at all so let's get into it okay so for the 14th spot drum roll please okay is pretty little bird's feet isaiah rashad okay look look I love Isaiah Rashad so much, so, so much. Listen to The House is Burning. Listen to The House is Burning. Stream The House is Burning. Um, but, like, okay, it's a really dreamy and powerful song. And, like, it lures you into his false sense of security with, like, a beat that sounds like waves and, like, the ocean's, like, you know, hitting. And then it wakes you up and, like, says this crying out loud about, like, pretty little birds that she's seeing. Um, and then midway through the song, like, Rashad's, like, raspy voice, like, weaves its way into like naturally so you almost forget that says it was even on the song to begin with but that's not why I think it's you know 14 in my mind I think it's it's just like missing something like I wanted more I feel like compared to all the other songs it's definitely the one that I listened to the least um but it's not a bad like again she didn't miss it all on this album but it's not it's just not my favorite like I feel like it kind of compared to the other ones puts me to sleep a little bit and that like there's a lot of other slow songs in, on the album like my number one song is a slower song um but it's just it just doesn't it doesn't hit as hard as the other ones for me this is only getting harder okay for number 13 i chose uh, i chose anything okay anything is amazing like like down for the ride sure i mean like why not 
um there's a certain like video game like-esque feel to the track an additional like electronical electronical electronic element that gives this track an elevated level of depth so in the chorus like which is my favorite part she sings like do do you even know i'm alive um hinting at the subject that you know who the song is directed at and pleading for them to recognize her for who she is anything you know feels both like conventional and unconventionally classic at once and um despite it's relatively like low pace on my list right now it's a really good song you know and maybe i think like i'm gonna say the more listens i do but i've listened to this album like every day probably since 2017 so anything's great it's just not like i don't think i'm like oh my god this is my favorite song on the album my next song on the list it's gonna have to be wavy i love wavy so much my only beef with wavy is that it's too short why is it one minute and 16 seconds? Like, why? Like, Miss Solana Imani wrote, why did you make it that short? Um, and it's, like, it's, I guess, wavy interlude, so I guess that's why. Um, but, like, the like the mix of, you know, like, James, like, Fauntleroy's, like, smooth, rich-ass voice with his, like, obviously, like, heavenly vocals just makes a really, really, like, you know, beautiful track. And the interlude does make a smooth, you know, transition between the other songs, but, like, I just want more, like, it's just kind of wasted potential in my opinion. Like, it's still amazing, but you could have made that longer and just so much, like, you know, better. So for number, you know, 11, I'm gonna have, this, okay, this is just getting harder. Like, I don't, I think moving up is just, I want you to know this is, this is hurting me, this is paining me, um, is Doves in the Wind. So I love that song, and I have a vivid memory of going to CSAs when I was, like, 15 and just screaming, pussy at, at her with the rest of the crowd um within you know Kendrick Lamar's verse um but like I don't know like he he was a surprising um and very welcome addition to the song because I love him so much um so I can like imagine listening to this song like while it's like raining and you're just like screaming with your friends or even like driving around in the car and just like screaming on the lyrics um but I f- and it's like genuinely like a religious experience um and that's like it's just so amazing but i feel like it's a really fun and you know like funny song as well but i feel like all the other songs have made a bigger impact on me this is like a this is like a fun happy song like screaming like yeah like you guys don't deserve this like women are in their power and their element they're beautiful men don't deserve them which you know facts um but i think the other songs made a bigger impact on me okay so for number 10 which again, this is just getting harder, is 20-something. So I absolutely love 20-something, and, you know, being 21 and listening to this since I was, like, 15, it genuinely just gets more and more relatable. So the opening guitar chord progression is very similar to Supermodel, um, but then it loses, like, the resemblance, like, really quickly and then takes a different musical direction. And it's not boring. I I genuinely love, like, 20-something. I feel like the other songs just means so much more to me 20 something does too and i think especially right now but with my like ratings like within continually listening to them i think it's just a little lower um i think my favorite parts of the song are you know like um hoping when she says like i hope i don't lose any more friends i hope that you know um i'm like fine you know i there's nothing in my name like a phone or a tv and it's like relatable it's like you know even though you're 20 or 20, 20 something, anything, you're still relatively young. Um, and I think, you know, going through life, people just keep telling like, you're young, like have fun, go through all this stuff, but there's just so much you have to worry about, which is also just not fair because you're supposed to be having fun and being young right now. Um, 
and like the part where she shouts you know it's like at 137 like how could I be um and I just I think I just always replay that part and you know just the part about you know um I hope I have all my friends because it's also just a very you know normal thing of growing up losing friends you know gaining new ones and it's just a really hauntingly beautiful track um but again it's a beautiful song I love it so much but and I don't want to rank it this low but there's just so many other ones so for ninth on the list, I'm gonna have to go with Garden. Garden is just, ugh, it's so, it's so beautiful. Like, it just sounds so mystical and so, like, magical in the beginning and just throughout the whole song. But let me just say this. Whoever was special enough for Sissa to write this song about must have really been that bitch. Because there's ugh, just something incredibly, like, simple and, like, you know, precious about a song like this. Like, she must have just genuinely been in love. Like, it's timeless. And she's kind of saying, like, I hope that when you find out, like, the real me, you still love me. Like, open your heart up, like, genuinely. Like, can you hold me when nobody's around us? Like, just genuinely loving me without people watching us. And, like, you know, like, you kind of think, like, is this silly? Like, it's who's stupid, like, enough to say that? But it's like, no, like, just love me because you love me, not because other people are, like, telling you to love me or because like, you think it's something that you have to do. Um... It's just some, like, lovesick, like, you know, finding somebody to share your whole life with that kind of makes you want to listen to it again and again and again and think, like, you know, I hope I find somebody like that. And since we're on number nine, I'm going to say a favorite line from each song um, from here on out. And I think for this one, it's, um, I know you'd rather be laid up with a big booty, probably hella positive because she got a big booty. And then if you listen really closely in the back, she goes, wow. <laughs> and I, like, just love that part. Um, but yeah, it's really relatable and it's so, it's so beautiful. And Childish Gambino's in the music video, which is also an amazing music video. You guys should go watch it. So number eight on the list is Gogina. Um, I've loved this song ever since I heard it the first time I listened to the album. The little chime at the end of each, like, you know, um, progression is just so adorable. Like, it's like, bing! And it's kind of, it's like, you're like swaying your hips and enjoying the song. And I think the song is just about like, you know, living in this world as like a young woman and... Um, you know, finding your way, and she's, like, giving support, she's, like, go, Gina, like, you go, those dreams must be uptight, but, like, you got this, and she, like, has a line where she says, I'm picking up a penny with a press-on nail, like, I'm just trying to get what I can, and um, kind of living in this world, and I, know, I think go, Gina is also inspired by Gina from Martin, um, which I think is really awesome, too, because that's a funny-ass show, and it's amazing, it's an amazing show, um, with awesome writing and amazing actors, but, yeah, it's just, there's a part in the song where she says, like, I belong to nobody, like, hope this doesn't bother you, like, you can mind your business, kind of saying, like, just, like, really empowering song, like, I am who I am, like, um, you can't take anything away from me, I work for everything I have, and, like, go Gina, like, you got this Gina, which is just, like, you can put yourself as Gina, or she's also talking to herself, in the sense where if she says that she's Gina as well, so this is an awesome song. Number seven would have to be, I wouldn't say this is Sizzle's most famous song, at least not anymore, um, but when Control came out, I think this was a really big song for her, so The Weeknd kind of put her on the map, um, and I think that this is a really interesting song, like, thematically, because um, it's centered around, like, of, like, a story of, like, three women who are all being played by the same guy, which she also talks about, like I said before, like, um, she's been played before, she's been, like, the side chick, or she didn't even know if she was considered that at one point, um, and it's really a point where she says, like, I don't care. Like, I don't care that he doesn't want to be in a relationship. Like, I'm just going to have fun. Which is pretty fire. Like, I don't think that you have to be in a relationship to have fun. And I think, in a sense, she's kind of saying, like, this is my power. Like, I'm going to do whatever I want. It's kind of the concept of sharing time with a man. Um, and kind of pawning him off to the other woman 
for the weekend, which is like a direct like juxtaposition of the metaphor of like nine to five, symbolizing the sometimes exhaustive and like unappealing aspects of being in a committed relationship, which is just if you've ever been in one, um, can't say that I have, um, but it just sounds like very exhausting, but also amazing, but just that kind of like guilt-free, um, illicit affair and like vibe of like only seeing this person on the weekend. It's really playful and like risky and sexy, but like also just like really different. I think that she's having fun. And I think there are a lot of memes where it's like, oh, she's a side chick, but it's like, no, like how come men can always like be players and be like, oh, I can see this girl X, Y, and Z like on any day that I want. It's like when women do it, it's like you guys are hurting us. And it's like, no, like it's just the same thing. Um, but yeah, so she's like playing around. She depicts like the ups and downs of the infidelity and the relationship. Um, and like, I don't know, like the whole song is kind of like insane. Like it's just such a good song and it's really playful and fun and yeah, it's great. My favorite line from the weekend is you say you got a girl. Yeah. How you want me when you got a girl, (laughs) which is just period. Like if you know, you have a girlfriend, why are you trying to get at me? Which, you know, I'm not even saying this is about me. Like, absolutely not. It's just a very relatable last lyric. <laughs> like, if you're in a relationship and you're not, you know, and you and you are monogamous, you have no business flirting with all these other women. Period. Mic drop. Done. Okay, for number six, we're, we're moving on up, guys. So, number six has to be Supermodel. Supermodel is just, again, like I say all the time, it's a beautiful last long. Like, it's really just, like, a really nice way to begin control like it's it sets the tone for the entire album like it's really i think kind of the opposite of 20 something like 20 something also to deal with insecurities and stuff but it's like you're finding your way in 20 something when it ends like the ending of control is 20 something so you're kind of like you're done you accept all these stuff that's happening and you just accept that that's life and then 20 something you're still like scared and you're insecure and you know you're wondering why you aren't good enough for certain people um and, you know, the song begins with, you know, Sis's mom talking. And she's kind of talking about her, like, thoughts on control. And, like, specifically about losing it and how, like, it remains, like, one of her greatest fears. And I think that's really relatable to a lot of people. Like, we don't want things to happen out of our control. And, like, um, we're scared of life in general because we can't... We don't know what's going to happen next. And I think knowing what ha- knowing what's happening, like right after the other would also not be great because life is supposed to be interesting and supposed to be messy and chaotic but we're scared of what could happen to us because things could happen at any moment and your life can change in a second um but the song like transitions into like a gentle like guitar strum and says this like beautiful ass lines detailing exactly how she gets back with her ex-boyfriend um start you know kind of sifting their way through the entire song um and she begins, like, you know, having sex with her ex-boyfriend's friend. And she's not ashamed. And she's, you know, proud. She's like, I don't care. Like, I'm taking back my power. And he's a scumbag. Um, and saying how he sucks. Which, well-deserved. Like, he sounds like a dickhead. <laughs> um, but I digress. Okay. Um, Supermodel is just really pretty and really simple. And I think that's why it, it's just upheld so well within, um, you know, the music industry. And within, you know, Twitter, for example. It's just a really, really pretty song um and it's just impossible to ignore it you know because it's so pretty just like Sizzle herself and then my favorite lyrics in the song are definitely the beginning um when her mom's talking and saying that's my greatest fear that if if i lost control or did not have control things would just you know i would be fatal kind of saying you know like i'd rather die than lose control because it just it's just so horrible and that's just a very you know raw and like um relatable feeling and also 
let me tell you a secret. I've been secretly banging your homeboy. Why you in Vegas? All about Valentine's Day. Just because, true, true. So is that relatable? Relatable. Okay, folks, we are getting into top five. Okay, so my fifth, you know, favorite song on, you know, Control is probably Love Galore. And I know what you're thinking. You're like, you're brave. You're brave for putting a song with Travis near the first place. And let's ignore him for a little while. I mean, his verse is good. Like, I like his verse, but let's not, let's not talk about him. <laughs> um, so Love Galore contains, like, a rich melody with a harmonious blend of SZA and Travis Scott's voice. Um, as I talked about him right now. Um, a pleasantly effective addition of the autotune in Scott's verse, which I, I actually really like. Um, it's an overall smooth and pleasant song to listen to. Um, and scream with your friends in I think it's just genuinely empowering like even when she's like when she's like singing love like a dozen different ways just sounds so pretty um and just this whole like this whole song is just like her being like you know like I don't care about what you think like skirt skirt on you men um skirt down like you're acting like we were more than a summer fling I said farewell you took it well like I promise I'm not gonna cry over spilled milk like kind of like I don't care what you you think about me ending this because I'm gonna put myself first um and then my favorite line from this song is why you bother me when you know you don't want me why you bother me when you know you got a woman kind of her saying like why don't you just be honest which i talked about in the the, kind of the beginning of the podcast like she just wants somebody to be honest with her like just tell me the truth like if you don't want me that's fine like don't bother me first like okay maybe you're gonna you know find out and find out that you don't like me in the first place that's fine but also if you have a girlfriend why are you hitting me up that's another problem um that says it really just asks all the time and i i understand that totally understand okay so i'm skipping i'm skipping four but for number three i have two songs so broken clocks and prom equal bops like oh my god the amount of time that i've played both these songs is just astronomically i need help okay um but broken clocks is just timeless like <laughs> get it but it's time clock okay anyway um so this is just talking about how time's like passing her by and even in like the music videos like her at camp and her having fun with her friends and just being very nostalgic and childlike and just like so awesome i want to go to camp control um but she's just burning daylight but in the end it's just still all love like her lyrics are just like shining in the song it's just amazing like like all that i've got is pieces and pages like talking a lot like i'm sorry like i'm faded like it's just like i don't i don't know how she does it like it's just so like cute and like nostalgic and her lyrics are just like exactly what people are feeling like at that time um and it's not like overdone or anything she like, she repeats a lot but it's not annoying um and it's all just accompanied by her best feature which is like her voice like i just that song is just like even like uh what was it like there's a line uh oh my god there's a line in it that's like running back to the strip club and oh, i think obama put it on like his like top or like his like summer playlist or something and everybody's like imagine obama being like running back to the strip club like just like i don't know <laughs> um but and then she says like better day than yesterday like i just take it day by day like as this like album progresses like she's getting happier and she's kind of like saying like things are happening to me and they fucking suck sometimes but that doesn't mean that i have to hate life like that just means that i have to take it with a grain of salt and just have fun like <laughs> the song is just so good and my favorite line from that song, as I mentioned before, is um, running back to the strip club. Just because I always imagine, like, I don't know, like, Obama, like, when he was, like, in office, just, like, like, like putting his hand up and being, like, back and forth, like, running back to the strip club. <laughs> you go make me late to work. Like, just like that. Um, but, yeah. And then for my, the next number three spot, like, the same other song, 
is prom. So prom is just, prom means a lot to me. I don't know. Like it's such a beautiful and like playful song that I actually don't think a lot of people like talk about. It's, it's like criminally underrated, honestly. Um, but she just talks about like, you know, being scared of growing up and it keeping her up at night and like wondering if she's doing enough, which I feel like is just such a prominent feeling in like myself. And I feel like a lot of other people I talk to, even especially people that go to UCSB, it's just like, you're having fun and you're living in the moment, but also like, am I doing enough? Should I be doing more? Like there are other people that are doing more. Like, why am I not doing the same as them? And like, just being scared of getting older and I probably, like she, her promising that she's going to do better. And, um, you know, it's so many feelings in the song like with her, within herself, like struggling in her mind, like struggling with relationships, like, um, just so much that she talks and then prom, I feel like it reminds me of like high school and listening to it in high school and kind of saying like, um, there's so much to do right now and it's okay that you don't have everything going on. And like towards the end, like she's saying like, like winters fall on us heavy, take it off me, all it, all of it off winter. I can't stand this. No, is falling on me. Kind of like, it just takes you out of everything she just said. Kind of like, I'm just going to feel this on me right now. And I'm going through all this stuff like shoulda, coulda, woulda, but it hasn't happened yet or it doesn't happen or you haven't done X, Y, and Z and that's okay. I'm just going to feel the snow on me and it's going to be okay. Like just kind of like accepting that things are hard and that it's okay. Like you're so sick of waiting and being patient for things that are supposed to come, but it's going to happen regardless. Um, And then my favorite line from this song, which I always (laughs) give my brother shit for, it's forget to call your mama on the weekend you should put yourself on timeout, shame, shame on you. It's kind of things like that where it's like, these are just all her thoughts, like compressed into a ball, like just in her head, kind of like, these are random ass thoughts that I'm getting all day about life and, you know, other things and I'm going to put them in this song. And um, yeah, that's my favorite line from the song. Okay, our number two spot. Our number two, okay, we're almost one. Oh my God, is normal girl. Okay, like let's, let's just talk about it. So so this entire song is just about not feeling like you're good enough which are like a lot of the other songs have that same kind of sentiment um but this one in particular it's like you know i don't know like i'm trying to fight for your affection like i'm trying to be down like i want to stick around like you know i want to be the girl that you show off to your family the girl that your friends are like oh my god like that girl's so fine she's so funny she's so pretty like you're so lucky you know i want you to be proud of me um and, you know, she's saying, like, I just feel disconnected with the world. I just feel like I'm not normal. You know, like, everybody else is, like, in their vibe and they're so pretty and they're so funny and they have everything, you know, to go for them. And I just feel like I'm not enough. And I feel like it's just such a good song to listen to when you're just not feeling that great and also, like, want to be empowered. I think it's it was a song that I loved when I was in high school specifically because, you know, high school is weird and, you know, it's although it's super fun, it can also be really hard to, you know, find out who you are. You're, finding out what you like and um you know how to get through in the world by yourself and I think that normal girl is a lot about guiding your insecurity and throwing it in the trash and being like it's okay that you're not normal um because we're all you know trying to figure out this life and it's going to be okay um and I just it's a really good song to blast in the car and scream with your friends and you know kind of let your worries go and um know that you're going to be okay regardless and my favorite line from this song is it's like a chunk it's it's um when the song like you know hit towards the end kind of like this year this time next year i'll be living so good or remember your name i swear living so good living so good living so good this time next year i'll be living so good or remember no pain i swear 
before that she figured out that I was just a normal girl. So she's kind of saying, like, this has all happened, and it's ass. Like, I hate everything that's happened to me. I'm, I'm in so much pain, but, like, next year it won't matter. And I think that's very, like, you know, real lesson and thing. Like, and as much as people say, you know, time heals all wounds, like, it's like, oh, that's corny, whatever, but it's true. Like, you really have to, like, acknowledge that when shit happens and it hurts you to your core, a year later, it doesn't matter. It's still going to hurt, maybe even a little bit, whatever, but, like, it's not going to hurt as much as it did because you will be okay because you're still here. For our number one song. <laughs> ah! Okay, disclaimer. This song means the absolute world to me. Um, it's gotten me through so many things, and genuinely, I've probably screamed it at the top of my lungs a good amount of times, an unhealthy amount of times. Drew Barrymore. Okay, so, so let's get into it. This song, I wouldn't say that this is, like, really high ranked in a lot of people's, like, ranking of control. Um, just because it's, like, pretty slow, which I didn't expect myself to like it that much. I think it's one of the first of the songs I've ever heard, other than, like, you know, her old, um, like, EPs, like, like, Ceases of Run, like, I heard some of that, and then, I like, you know, Sweet November, um, but Drew Barrymore was, like, the one song I got obsessed with, so she opens the song with, why is it so hard to accept the party's over? You know, kind of, like, already having, like, a, like, a melancholy tone to it, kind of, like, damn, like, this sucks like why why is it so hard like we're having so much fun but it's like why can't we just accept that it's over um and she kind of like you know details this whole like you know like journey of like this guy bringing over his new friend and her mom jeans and her vans she's so perfect and like i hate this um and kind of you know (laughs) painting a scene like at at a party like somebody's getting the tacos somebody's like sparking a blunt like then like narcos is on like things like that um and then it kind of like heads into you know her relationship with this person it's kind of saying like once you just shut up like you know you're my favorite and then it goes into like warm enough like am i warm enough for you and it's kind of like oh is it warm enough outside and it's kind of like a juxtaposition of the warmth outside and also like within her it's like oh am i good enough am i sweet enough but also is inside of me warm enough which is kind of like a sexual undertone um you know she's saying like she's apologizing like for not being more attractive for not being more ladylike for being so clingy like um and it's, like, insane that, she, like, instead of saying, like, am I woman enough, it's, like, warm enough, which is not exactly, you know, scandalous. Um, but I don't know. Like, I felt like that was better than saying woman enough because the, like, control revolves around, like, womanhood and sexuality and growing up and love. And it doesn't really detract from, like, the song's addictive, like, touch, like, in the slightest at all. Like, it's really tasteful and really pretty. And especially when you're feeling like shit, like, like genuinely Drew Barrymore has helped me through a lot of stuff. And like, not even just like, okay, she named it after Drew Barrymore because she loved Drew Barrymore and also all of her movies and just like, kind of like what Drew Barrymore represented, like kind of like a lovable, lighthearted, like quirky, like, um, just like figure. And I feel like I also, I just love Drew Barrymore movies as well. Like icon, icon, icon. Um, but just kind of like, you know, am I warm enough? Like, do you love me enough? Like, am I the best thing for you? Like, why can't I be enough for you? It's kind of like screaming, like, when will I be enough for you? If I can be enough for you. Um, and yeah. And then my favorite, you know, lines from this, you know, song is it's hard enough for you to treat me like this, lonely enough to let you treat me like this. Do you really love me or just want to love me down? And she's kind of saying like, it's really hard for me to put up with this, but like, I'm so lonely and I don't love myself enough to get out of this i'm gonna let you treat me like this because 
it's better than being alone, which also comes with self-love because it's like, if you love yourself enough, you're going to be fine with being alone. You'll, you will love solitude at some point. So it's just so heartbreakingly beautiful. And like, um, the part where she's saying like, do you really love, like, do you really actually love who I am and love me as a person? Or do you just want to have sex with me? Which is also a very important, you know, theme within, you know, growing up and womanhood and just being a woman within the dating scene and hookup culture and all that stuff. But it's, I'm obsessed with this song and I could talk about it forever and there's more facts and (laughs) more things that I could say, but if you haven't listened to the song or if you're curious to listen to any song on Control, please listen to Drew Barrymore and listen to the lyrics. Like the whole song is beautiful, instrumental is amazing, but listen to what she's saying and listen to it if you feel like shit and, or if you don't, I'm, I'll be having the best day of my life and <laughs> listen to Drew Barrymore and then get sad. So yeah, it's an amazing song. Um, and yeah, so thank you so much for listening. I know this feels like it was like 50 million years old. If you made it to the end, God bless, you're sexy. Um, if you didn't, well, you're not listening to this right now. Um, but yeah, so good luck on your finals, everyone. Um, good luck on making it through another year. I don't know you, but I love you. <laughs> and yeah, so bye guys.